fans, and welcome back to the Four Bears podcast, where we take a deep dive into all things sports. With me, as always, the incredible talents of Jake Feasy, Primmy Prim Shots, and Cousin Brant, along with me, your host, his royal thickness himself, Prim 8. Prim 8, baby. I hate you so much. What's up, boys? What's up? How are we? How are we feeling today? How are we feeling today? Feel great. Yeah, for another beautiful episode. Yeah, there's been a lot that's gone on since last pod. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about this week. A lot of things in there. We're gonna hop right in here to the video of the week. Um, just want to get some uh, instant reactions here. That is some aggressive brushing out of Buddy right there. Dude, he's fisting the whole dude. <laughs> Look at that. He's got a tight grip on that thing. Dude, are you are you brushing or are you kissing it? What are we doing? I didn't know this was a new thing for you guys, but it's uh, <laughs> something that you're supposed to do twice twice a, twice a day. You're going aggressively on the one side, though. Like, my goodness. 17 seconds. That's 17 seconds of my two minutes. Is that when you say happy birthday? What is this from? This is from a couple nights ago. Me and Nick were in the call going over some podcast topics, and nobody else was in there. My lovely fiance called me, and he didn't know that I could still see him. And no, he comes. I knew you could see. I just didn't think I'd be recorded. I didn't know this was <laughs> new science for you guys. <laughs> he comes back. He he comes back and plops himself down and just starts going at it. So yeah. instantly, my reaction is, let's grab the phone real quick and get this on camera. Nick, I'm just glad that you know how to brush your teeth. Well, barely, barely. Are you are you dry brushing, by the way? Yeah, there's no, I don't see any juice. You can see some drool coming out. Uh, Jake recorded too like early in the. Okay, okay drool comes say, out later. He's actually just doing that for fun. There's nothing on it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm just sitting down, I just take a toothbrush to my teeth, you know. He, he's on to me. He's on to me. Great first video of the week. Great submission. <laughs> I, Oh, my. Not, nothing like the, the initial grind, catching a beautiful moment of uh, just true, true personality shining through with a toothbrush in hand. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you look good. You look I'm good. Really, I am white-knuckling that thing. Dude, look, look at like, his eyes. He's doing his paws there. Jeez. But he's locked in. He is. He's locked he's like, in. He's like, I gotta get this done. I gotta do it well. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen a human being brush teeth like this ever. This is a ASMR right now. He said, "Y'all take notes." Your sponsor get some like Oral B or Oral something B. Breast it ate me. Oral B, if you're watching this, hit my line. Hey, yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> Moving on to our first bit of sports news, Pete Alonso had a. Tough home run derby appearance, but his pitcher was painting like Picasso. Thoughts on that? Nasty four pitch mix there. Uh, I, I the see a change up. Great. Okay, let's. Okay, I understand this is not a great look for Myers, but like, 
he's doing his best. And he got called up two days before. You know, he wasn't out there throwing BP like it was his job. Well, it is his job. That sounds bad, but <laughs> I feel I feel bad for Ben. I feel like he's getting a little bit too much hate. Respectfully, I think he's throwing some absolute peaches. Sign the guy in town. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that's team. some shed out there. That's some shed. I mean, I mean, looking at the video, hopefully Pete Alonzo's rounds weren't all like this. I don't we know, man. If I'm throwing round. BP, I'm not throwing a guy low and away to hit bombs. But yeah, that's nah, just me. Right over the heart. You got to throw that inside, up and in, down the heart. Well, Elevated. That breaking right. ball. That changeup. We got a low and away changeup that's got to be taken to opposite field. And this is a home run derby. We're not hitting for average. We're that's hitting for... He's just going to loft those suckers up like he's a little five-year-old just throwing one up in the air, you know? Yep. Yep. Let Pete find it and crush it. Are any of us confident we can throw a better BP? I am. I can't. I think I might be able to, actually. It's been too I'm, long since I've thrown anything. I'm more than confident. <laughs> I think I can do it. Jake, you're a pitcher. I hope you could. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, guy's faded. Yeah, got a little bit of an advantage on us. More home run derby news. We have... Kid getting carted off after taking a line drive. 115, I believe. Uh, Pete Alonso put a bullet right on his forehead. It wasn't Pete. It was Vlad. It, it, Vlad. it was Vlad. It was Vlad. Yeah. yeah. I saw Pete hit somebody, too. No, Pete did, too. You're right. Yeah. I saw one last year that he hit someone, and that's what I was going to bring up was when he started dancing last year <laughs> after he nailed a kid. Yeah, nailed a kid in the head and... He's being helped hey, off the field, and he's dancing in home play. If you're going to be out there trying to catch, you know, you got to get, get that glove up. You got to side in the, the game. Face. The ball that hit the kid during Vlad's round, that had a 115 exit velo on a frozen hey, rope. Dude. Get out of the way. Skill gap. Skill <laughs> gap is right, yeah, dude. That's what it's got to be, you know. Skill gap yeah. is right. <laughs> in all seriousness, we, we are happy that that kid – from our knowledge, is all right. Yes, absolutely. That's scary. I remember when Albert Almora, when he was on the Cubs, he hit a kid on the third base side, and it messed him up. He was never – he's not even in the league anymore. It messed him up because mm -hmm. the kid had, like, severe problems after it. And it can really – it can really have a problem, so. That's right. Yeah, just – Stay aware of those speeds. Yeah, yeah, I mean – it's easy to get distracted in, in an event that's going on like that. Lots of people, lots of, you know. Real question, how is there not netting down that line? At least there is, low but it doesn't go that far. It is, but it it, it stops where the where it cuts in. Stops. Yeah. Uh, so really just up. wrong place, wrong time type of thing, you know. Obviously, though, Vladdy got through that trauma and was able to bring home a crown, so congrats to Vladdy. Thing, the craziest thing I saw was, I couldn't remember, it was like Vladdy hit 25 or 26 in the last round, and uh, that's more than his dad hit when he won it, like, 30 years ago. I'm like, that is crazy to me. Yeah. First father-son duo to win uh, the home run derbies, too, by the way. I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought maybe Fielders did it. Cecil and Prince, but... Yeah. 
Guess not. I don't think Cecil ever got one. Because Prince, Prince did, didn't he? Yeah. They have, did you know they have the same number of career home runs? 316. Identical? Identical. Wow. That's yeah, impressive. Mm-hmm. Like father, like son. That's I'd be so mad. If I was Prince Fielder, I'd be like, you should be. I could only get one more home run so I could be better than him. <laughs> That's where the uh, saying came came from. Like father, like son. It was the 316 home runs. Oh, Back yeah. Check, man. Back no, check me. Back check. Back check. It actually is only like 10 years old, I heard. Yeah, you're right. True. True. <laughs> anyway, uh, we ready to move on? Yeah. Go for it. We now have uh, some NBA Summer League news, starting with uh, Victor Wembenyama. Rough Webin first bum. game. first game. He said it himself. He didn't know what he was doing out there. There were there were a lot of people coming out and saying that he was gassed from his season in Europe, and then having to go play over here for the summer league. How? Obviously, the second game had a good, well-rounded, well-rounded stat. Stat one. Uh, any bit of concern for his motor? During the season, um, I don't know. I feel like he's young. He's got to grow into it. He's only what nineteen. Like, I don't. I, I I give the kid some grace. It's his second game ever. He'll grow into it, but he could grow too. I mean, only nineteen. He he could grow still. He's yeah, gonna be eight foot. Eight footer. Be eight foot. He's going to be eight foot. Bobo yeah. had nothing on him. I, I don't have any concerns with Victor Wembanyama. He said he was exhausted from the media tour, just trying to get, you know, drafted, get everything out of the way, you know. He, he said he hadn't even touched a basketball in months because he was so focused on going through all the media stuff and just dealing with everything, getting into the NBA. And you could see it in that first game. He looked lost. He was so focused on everything else, but then he locked it back in for game two and there's a reason they shut him down. He's good to go now. Yeah, this his post game uh, news conference afterwards. He was talking a lot about putting his phone away and getting off social media leading up to the season after they shut him down. Kind of trying to lock back in for the start of the year, getting acclimated to his teammates and building chemistry with his teammates. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Motor's really going to be a problem. He's young. He's he's obviously fired up. But I, I think the media and the Britney Spears thing happening right before his first game. And, I mean, that's a big stage to be put on. you got a sold-out crowd for a summer league game just to yeah. watch him, you know. Like, everybody's there at to 19. see you. And at 19 years old, like, we're, we're all 20, 21, 22. I mean, I can't imagine being number one overall draft pick, most hyped player out of the draft since LeBron. And especially with the way the media is nowadays, it's not like how it used to be. It's so much different. He's got the world on his shoulders right now. Yeah, no doubt. Did you guys got to sit down and tune out the noise? Did you guys see his quote about a lot of uh, players coming from the Euro League have said this before? He said the Euro League was more physical than the NBA. I can see that. I mean, it's summer league. Yeah, How true. much are you really gonna take from it? You know, a lot of guys said that early. 
it's going to get more physical. It always gets more physical in the playoffs. You know, the, oh, the regular yeah. season has become a joke recently because it's just the modern NBA, you know? So he'll he'll learn to get a little bit more physical. Cause trust me, there's going to be guys bumping him around down there, really muscling him around, especially as small oh, yeah. as he is. So. Yep. He's going to yep. put on weight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that'll be a big thing. That'll be a big thing for him. He need, I mean, he's got good size, good length, good handles. Obviously, could shoot. He needs to put a little weight if he's going to be down in the paint with, you know, Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic and Cat. I mean, you. I mean, Embiid. I mean, Kevin like, Looney. I mean, you name it. They're just. He'll just get bodied down there unless he's going to play more of a power forward type role. Which could always use for the five. It's hard to say. It's it's early. It's definitely early. But our so our uh, next bit of news: Moni Bates gets baited. The baiter got baited. This man had a. It wasn't a terrible summer league performance. Had twelve points. But uh, some fake, uh, new fake NBA news platform decided to post a fake stat line for him, where it said he had 27 points on like six of eight shooting from three. But I'm all for confidence, but how lost could you be while you're playing <laughs> basketball? Dude, math is hard. <laughs> math is hard. Math is hard. Math is hard. He was sitting there thinking, so, man, I really go off like that in that game? Six, Damn, for, six for eight? He was <laughs> Damn! Himself. He was feeling himself for sure. Hey, the, the guys had a weird road. I mean, you went from being one of the most hyped high school prospects to ever play the game to all of a sudden you're a bust at Memphis and can hardly get on the court. And when you do get on the court, you don't play well at all. To going to a smaller school and just being a shooter. So the fact that he's made it to the NBA is already impressive. The guys I lost that Memphis team. That Memphis team was supposed to be so good. They oh, came ranked they what so seven preseason. Who was the other young kid they had? Uh, they they had like five different kids that were like top. Did they have Wiseman at the same time. I don't remember who. It was. Oh, they did. You're right. I think. Was it Wiseman? I believe they, like, had right. too, yep. they had a 17 year old and an 18 year old starting, and then they. They were bad. They were bad. I was eight beat up terrible. on them, and I was like, "We're that, that felt good. That felt good. Bad. Absolutely." Yeah, so, Penny's still got to figure his stuff out over there in Memphis. Yeah, yeah he's kind of been. I don't think he'll be on the hot seat for a while just because of the no, name, but name. Yep. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, going from the uh. Iowa State beating Memphis. Now we're going to talk about an Iowa kid. Keegan Murray, Summer League stats, have been fantastic. So well, that's subjective. Subjective. <laughs> Someone to ask, why is he playing? He's, he's, he's trying to get a two-way contract, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's an Iowa State fan. <laughs> Um, I, I think, I mean, I see why a lot of questions are raised. I mean, he was a playoff starter for them last year, but I mean, he kind of, he would start and then wouldn't see much time after 
10, 12 minutes. So I'm kind of wondering if they just wanted to see a few things, get him back on the floor, worked on a bunch of stuff this offseason, wanted to see him put it in play. Um, I mean, it's hard to say, but um, 29 points in his first game with big-time dunk. I mean, that guy was moving at a different speed, you could tell. That was a hammer. That was a dude that's played meaningful NBA minutes against guys who have not. Mm-hmm. And it showed. It showed. Quite, quite honestly, I think they just wanted to see him assert himself. Because, you know, all season long, you're, you're this rookie that's playing with Harrison Barnes, who was obviously with Golden State when they won their first championship. You've got the young star in De'Aaron Fox, who he's going to be a, a monster for the next however many years. And then you've got DeMontis Sabonis, who's been a great player for, for the last few years and really has kind of exploded as, as an actually good star player. You know, you've got all that surrounding you. That there's going to be some adjustment time. So I think they wanted to see him assert himself and, and really show what he could do. You can't forget about Red Velvet. Red Velvet, too. <laughs> Kevin Herter. Dude, say. Funny. I mean, credit where credit's due. As much as I give him crap, he he looked like kid knows ball. You know, he was he was lighting up. I'll give him credit. Hey, well, Iowa love from the Iowa State gentlemen. It's hard, but ball respects ball. You know, ball knows ball. So <laughs> game respect game. Game respect game, game baby. Respect. You know me. <laughs> so we have more news about a topic we covered a little bit last week, the in-season tournament for the NBA. We now have three groups for each side, each conference, and a... So, you have three champs from each of those groupings, and a wild card. So, eight teams make it. How are we feeling about this whole setup? Are we still... We still hating on it? We like it a little more? What are we thinking? Well, I would say I think the the concept of it is a good idea. You're trying to make these early regular season games more meaningful than how our team's starting the year. You know, you're trying to add more value to these games. So it's a good idea, and they managed to to fit it in too, to where it counts as all regular season games. So you aren't messing with any stats. You aren't throwing in you know weird too weird of a, a situation to really mess with the, the mindsets. But I, I find it weird how much will teams actually push to win the in-season tournament. You know, it's not going to be like a playoff game where you've got an injured player who's putting everything on the line out there. So are you going to see a guy like Anthony Davis, if he's a little gimpy, is he going to stay out there and play in those games? That, that to me, is the biggest question. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I don't think... I, I agree. I don't. I I get what they're doing. They want people to watch during the regular season. You know, it's getting the oh, well, it's not even worth watching until the playoffs. They're not even playing basketball until the playoffs. I get it, but no one's gonna go put their their body on the line for this. No one's gonna go do that. And if they are, honestly, that's I think that's wrong. Like they, this doesn't mean anything. Eighty-two games. Uh, it's all about longevity. Who's healthy for the actual playoffs, not the in-season tournament in Vegas? So, yeah, I think I agree with Brant. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with um, getting views. I think 82-game season to place it kind of 
in the middle. Well, I mean, early to middle part of it, I think that's where you, I mean, people are going to watch opening night, um, NBA tip-off. They're going to get involved for the first handful of games, and then it's going to fall off until we get kind of towards the playoffs. And I think this is kind of their best shot at getting those people back um, just to see competitive bass. But then again, it's, you know, like you guys were saying, it's about how how much everybody buys into it. Like, if you were, if you're gonna go all out and try to win the thing, it'd be some great basketball. But if guys are gonna be held out or they don't wanna don't wanna risk getting hurt, I think I mean it, it. I think it could be a bust. Have players talked about? I haven't followed it too much. Have players come out and said anything? I haven't seen too much I about it. Much. But I'm sure they'll get more opinions as the season goes on as they get closer to that. That the teams I actually think this will benefit the most too are the younger teams. Because you're going to mm-hmm. get a lot of younger, healthier teams that aren't going to be too upset about the, the grind of this you know little tournament and worrying about every single game. And actually, each game is super, super important. So I think these young teams actually get a lot more of a uh, help from this because they're going to get a lot more competitive games. And I think young teams are actually going to do a lot better in these in-season tournaments because they're just going to be healthier and they're going to be able to just keep going and going and going, and they aren't going to be as worried about the playoffs because they're so focused on just doing what they're doing now. You have nothing to lose. That, that's a great point. Yep. Yeah, I I totally agree. What's our uh, What are our favorite groupings here? What matchups do we like the best? Um, if you guys don't know, the way that it works, everybody plays each other in a pool play. So... Yep. Everybody plays each other first, and then it moves into a bracket play. After that, um, they seed individually by group. I so. think my favorite group in, in in all reality is West A. Okay, you've got the Lakers, the Suns, Memphis, and that young Utah, and whatever yeah, ends up happening cool. in Portland. Mm-hmm. Okay, Portland and Utah are two younger teams. They're, they're trying to find their, their direction. They're trying to find their stars. They're trying to figure out where they're going to go. But then you've got that super team of the Suns. You know, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Aiton, and Katie. That team's going to be very entertaining to watch. And then you're throwing that in with the Lakers, who obviously just went to the West Finals. Whether they got swept by the Nuggets or not, it's a different story. But they're still a young, talented team, okay? Outside of LeBron James, everybody there is pretty young and pretty gifted. And then you've got that Memphis team with John Morant, Jaron Jackson. Will John Morant be back for that? I was just wondering the same thing. I don't know. It's 25 games. He's got a 25 game suspension. I don't think he will, will he? I don't It'll think he'll close. be back in time. It'll be close, It'll be but close. I don't think he'll be back it's, in time. If they make it to bracket play, if they somehow make it with, with that squad, which they do still have the ability, you know, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, um, Steven Marcus Adams is a Smart. great player. Yeah, Marcus Smart is now there. I did forget about that. Oh, my goodness, Marcus Smart. You know, with, with that little grouping, if they can make it to the playoffs, you know, the bracket play of that, and get John Morant back, they've got a chance to win it. But without I John Morant, I, I don't know if they he's can He's going to do something again, let's be honest. So go live again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's finally learned. Hopefully. Yeah, we said that last time. <laughs> he's such a great player to, like... If he throws it all away, man. But yeah, that's, that's so exciting to watch. That's gonna be my group to watch. I think they're gonna have a tough time getting past Phoenix and LA. I agree. I would even say Portland if if Dame whatever happens there. Well, um, there is a little bit of news on that, actually, by the way. Let's I hear it. What do we got? The current 
offer Miami has put together consists of Tyler Hero and three first-round picks right now. Okay. You know, obviously there's going to be a few extra players and details they throw in, but for now that's a pretty solid haul for, for a young Portland team who should be in the midst of rebuilding. Nobody wants that. Miami overpays their guards more than any any team in the NBA. They have one good season, and they're like, you want 80 mil? We'll give you 80 mil. We'll, we'll give it to you. It's all yours. It's, uh, I think Dame is worth it. Dame's I think Dame is worth it. Player. I just don't, yeah, I don't know why the Blazers... I don't know why the Blazers would want a hero. Well, it does give them a good shooter. You do have Jeremy Grant. You do have Chris Murray now. You do have, you know, uh, Nurkic is still there. It's just whether or not they like it or not, it's a solid player that they can either trade later down the road or he could turn into a true star with them, you know. But for, for the Heat, it's a must-have. You didn't have a guy, you know, because Tyler Hero was hurt, you didn't have a guy that could go make a bucket for himself outside of Jimmy Butler. And when everybody's focused on Jimmy Butler and the shots aren't falling elsewhere, you need somebody that can step up. And Dame is that guy. Dame definitely is that guy. You saw it in Portland even when he didn't have McCollum, even when he didn't have anybody else. He, he's a monster and he's a bucket getter. And that's what Miami needs badly. Keeping, the, keeping on the Miami train, East B over there, if they do work out a trade for Dame to get to Miami... Um, save for that Tyler Hero in three first. I could see them running the table in the East B. Um, I could too. Milwaukee obviously is going to be solid. Um, the Hornets, they're kind of an up and down team. Yeah. They if they get hot, they're. I mean, uh, I would say more down, like way down. Yeah, for sure. Like, no doubt. No doubt. In an abyss down. <laughs> Brandon Miller might might pull a John Morant and get his own gun issues again. Dude, okay. He's a shooter, that is though. messed up. He's a shooter, <laughs> okay. bro. That is not good. He's lethal on the court, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, so, he's uh, more of a dish off and let the other guy be lethal, but he was an academic weapon in college, so <laughs> too many memes to count. Too many memes. Let's uh let's give our uh our picks for each of the pools and our wild card as well. So, uh, anybody want to start off? Nick, you want to okay. start it? Okay, I'm, I'm taking it away. Okay. Uh, I'll start from the west, make my way to the east. West A, I've got to go Phoenix. Uh, there's already been enough said that that super team is should be legit. Hopefully, you know, for their sake, it works out for them. Uh, so I've got Phoenix, uh, West B, give me the defending champs. Uh, that pool is not that great. Uh, I would take the Pelicans over any other team in that pool. Uh, but they're, they've got no shot against the defending champs. And... West C, we have a whole lot of offense down there, and the Spurs. I, I've got to go with Golden State. Golden State will come out of that one. But my wild card, give me the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings come out. They'll be the four seed. 
for the Western Conference in-season tournament. For the East Day, it's it's going to be the 76ers, the team to watch in there also. Probably the Pacers. I I like the Cavs, but they fell off at the end of last season. If they could start the way they did uh, last season and continue to play like that, they've got a shot. East B. If Miami gets Dame, it's it'll be good. But I'm going with Milwaukee. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a different breed. He's got his whole team back. Give me, give me that, that team. And East C, there's no one down there but the Celtics. If they don't come out of that, I'd, it would really break my heart. And for my wild card, give me, give me the Heat. Give me the Heat. Uh. Even without Dame, I think they could put together a, a very good record in that, that little pool. And so, yeah, those are my four. They're my four teams from each side. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go backwards of what you did. So I'm gonna start in EC. <laughs> I gotta go Bulls. I'm a Bulls fan. C's just aren't it. So that's gonna be me, Bulls. Uh, East B, I'm going to agree with Nick here. Kind of. I'm going to put Miami East B, and I'm going to put Milwaukee as my wild card instead. And then East A, I'm going to agree it's going to be Philadelphia. West C, I'm actually going to say OKC. They got a young team, Dort, Dog. I think OKC can take that. West B, not close. It'll be Benny Champs Denver. Don't and then forget, West A. Don't forget about Chet. Chet Holgren. Don't forget about Chet. I won't forget about Chet, of course. Um, West A. I do like the Suns a lot. I like the Grizzlies. I'm going to have to go Suns as well. I agree. And then that wild card. Bring a wild card. I'll take the Kings for my wild card. I should solid. Ah, but it's Golden State. I feel like Golden State's not gonna play anymore. That's why I'm not putting them in. They're not gonna play. When it comes to it, Clay's not gonna play. Steph's not gonna play a third. Yeah, they are still important regular season games. They do count as regular season. But record. like one of them is gonna get hurt at some point, or they're gonna yeah. be fighting something, and I just, I just don't for some reason think they're gonna. But I'll maybe I'll maybe fighting each other. Like we saw last, like <laughs> punching each other in the face. They would never do that. They're great teammates, great friends. There has um, been some Twitter memes about Clay Thompson making a comment to Chris Paul about uh, not having a ring still. Oh, I saw that. that <laughs> yeah, there could be some sourness there. It's okay. He uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to look at this West Day, and I think the Lakers come out on top. And the reason being is the Phoenix Suns. You've got Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, KD, and Ingram. All fantastic, incredible players, right? They've got a decent bench. The problem is none of those guys can stay on the court. Bradley Beal always misses time every year. Booker misses some time. KD has missed more games than Anthony Davis. I mean, come on. You know, DeAndre Ayton's had plenty of issues along the way. 
He's I think missed the games is, mentally. Yeah, yeah. He has not been there on the court, even when he is on the court. Um, Memphis, you're probably still going to be jawless. You know, they're still going to be trying to figure that out. They're just going to be down a guy. It's, it's tough. You know, Utah, Portland, they, they just aren't up for the moment yet. I think the Lakers are going to start out hot. They brought back all the same players. The only different guys they really brought in, you know, you've got your Gabe Vincent of it all, and you've got guys like Torian Princess with those other dudes. Um, West B, the Clippers, uh, if they get James Harden, which is that's where James Harden said he wants to go is L.A., right to the Clippers. If they get James Harden, which obviously they'll need to bring in a third team for that trade to go down because they don't have the assets without giving up one of Paul George or Kawhi, which I don't think they want to give up. But if they get James Harden, that team is going to be very, very scary. And I think the Nuggets will still be dealing with a little bit of a hangover come early November. You know, you just won a championship. Your Jokic wanted to go home the first second he got done with this championship. He won't want to be back yet. Um, and then the West Sea. I love the OKC pick. I'm taking it too. Because there's still another guy you forgot about, the absolute dog of SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Mm-hmm. That guy's a monster. Okay. Yes. And then as my wild card, I am going to take the Kings as well, because I, I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil to start the season in Golden State, just trying to figure out how Chris Paul fits and really what lineups they want to run. It's going to take them a minute to really find that cohesiveness. And then you've also got the problem with Chris Paul, Curry, and Claire always dealing with some sort of injury. Always. They, they're always got something nagging, you know? So I think you're going to see the Kings get through over there. And then over in the East... That East A group just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Respectfully. I, I I mean, you can see the Hawks who had, you know, if Trey Young has a good spurt, um, the Pacers, good luck. The Pistons are still young. They're still trying to grow. I'm going to take the Cavs. I, I think that, that the 76ers without Harden are still going to be trying to figure this stuff out, you know, between Maxie and Tobias Harris and Embiid and whatever they get out of a James Harden trade. They're still going to be trying to figure out what to do there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, the Cavs to get through there, and then East B. Uh, this may be a crazy shout, but I think the Knicks. I think Jalen Brunson. I think R.J. Barrett takes another step, and I think Randall does his thing. You know, he's a great regular season player. He's just had some struggles in the playoffs. Um, then we're gonna go to E.C. Respectfully, I think the Bulls are terrible. Since Lonzo Ball, they've been one of the worst teams in the NBA. That's they crazy. lost that guy. And <laughs> They it lost that guy, and they just haven't too. played the, ge- the game the same. And Orlando, is Jonathan Isaac ever going to be healthy again? Ever? They've got Paolo and Paolo. You know, the Raptors still still got a young Scotty Barnes. You've still got a very good Celtics team now with Chris Dobbs as well. And then you've got that Nets team, that very talented, slept-on Nets team. But I, I'm going to take the Celtics out of that group. And then back in East B, I, I think we're, we're going to give uh, Miami, you know, even if they do get Dame, they've never been great in the regular season. There was a reason they were the eighth seed. You know, they just slugged their way to the playoffs, and then once they hit the playoffs, they turn it to another gear. So I think you're actually going to see a young Washington team make some noise in that in-season tournament, only to disappear later down the season. And I'll take them as my wild card. Interesting. <laughs> a lot of, lot of variety here, boys. A lot of variety here. Yeah. I'll start in the West A. Um, I'm going to go Lakers out of that. Um, similar reasons as Brant, I think. Outside of their starting five, there's just not much there. Um, plus injuries and 
those guys are all notorious for getting hurt. So, easy pick. I'm taking the Lakers and West A. Uh, West B, I mean, I'm going to take the Nuggets. I, Jokic is unstoppable. It's it's pretty it's as simple as that. Whether he wants to be there or not, there's there's not a lot of people that can stop that guy. Um, Best player in the NBA, arguably, at this moment, he's, arguably. He's playing like the best player. He, yeah, I think he is. No but question. From from an attribute standpoint, I don't think he is. But he's definitely regular season playoffs. He's played the best of any MVP, player. He's yeah. played the best the last year. No last doubt. Two years probably. Yeah. Um, in West C, I'm gonna stick with the trend. I'm going OKC out of there. Uh, I mean, yeah. those guys are nasty. I love watching Chet in 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 college. I mean, he's put up some good numbers in summer league. Um, really liking what's coming out of OKC. Uh, East. Minnesota? Um, I mean, I think Anthony Edwards is gonna have to backpack their way through that tournament. Um, well, Carl Anthony Towns thinks that when he's done, change the game. I, yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay. He's, okay. Yeah. He's always been a little different. He yeah. changed the game. He made me change the channel. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, you're mad you didn't think of, think of it. And you still do that wild card over in West. Um, I'm going to go Sacramento out of the wild card. I think Keegan Murray's going to have a breakout year. Yeah, um, he would. He would think that. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, you're absolutely right I would. That Iowa love. Got to give my Iowa boy some love. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Sacramento for the wild card pick over there. Um, I think there's still a lot going on in Golden State. They're my close second for the wild card. Um, I could see either one making it, but there's just, I don't know. They're They're getting older. The Chris Paul pickup, I'm not convinced about yet. I want to see it, but um, yeah, I got a young, hungry Sacramento team. I think I'm. I think they're gonna come through. Um, moving over into East A, uh, Philly, no doubt. Joel Embiid, um, pretty easy pick. That that entire group there is pretty garbage outside of the 76ers. So, uh, <laughs> East B, um, Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis, much like Jokic, pretty unstoppable when he gets rolling. Um, I don't see them struggling with anybody, anybody else in that group. Um, EC, I'm going C's. I'm going to go with the C's. Um, yeah, no one else really in that, in that group either. There's a, there's a red team in the bottom left there. Eat trash. Oh, that's true. Pistons? The Pistons? The Pistons. <laughs> the Pistons. Okay. Um, wild card. Oof. The Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> you know, I'm going to throw something out there. I don't know if this is going to stick. We'll see. I'm going to go with the New York Knicks in the wild card position. I think they're young, got some nice pieces there. Um, better than all of East A. I no mean, better than East A outside of the Sixers, better than East C outside of the Cs. I mean, the only problem is they're going to be beating up on each other in those pools. Yeah. 
So yeah, gotta get that best record. Yep, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Yep, interesting to say the least. I think I think this tournament's a great idea. Hopefully it works out well. Um yeah. Trophy yeah. looks cool. I mean I'll say that. <laughs> but <laughs> why well, I'm fine for it. Now before we move on, I wanted to go back to Westby real quick because we didn't really say much about any of those other teams. We don't think the Kyrie or Luca experiment works. No, not at all. We I don't think so. we saw that. We saw that late last year. Two ball dominant, two ball dominant guys with zero defense. That's it was a problem and it was very noticeable. Well, they they were under the pressure of hey, we just traded for you. We need to make this work now. You know, now they've got a chance to reset the season. Look at what they need to do, and they and Kyrie decided to come back. So obviously mm. he thought there was something there. Unless Kyrie decided, decides to play defense, I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> decided is an, an interesting way of putting it. I'm pretty sure everybody laughed at him on the market when he was looking you know, for a contract. Had any other options left? For. I I bet there were options, but he wasn't gonna take the pay cut that they were gonna give him. So was was Cuban and Co. that desperate for another star to be there? You yes. think? Yes. Small market like Dallas, yes. Yeah, they they needed to keep him. And then do we have no love for Brandon Ingram and McCollum and possibly I brought up the Pelicans. I said they were the second best team in that pool. Really? No Is love Zion ever going to play basketball again? What, what Dude, is he going to do? He's freaking yeah. eating ice cream with a ladle. Frickin' just shove it in his face, getting big. And, and no, I want to give a little. I want to give a little love to the Rockets, even though we clown Dylan Brooks, and you've now got Freddie Van Vliet over there. They do have a lot of young talent. Jabari Smith's now there. Too. I mean, they they've really got some options to work with over there. That he was a Rockets him. team that, when the Lakers were in the dog days of getting toward the playoffs, really needed a win, and the Rockets put them in the dirt. So. And then the Lakers did end up being a West Finals team, so that that is a team I would suggest watching out for. Like okay, Lakers. boys, have you heard from Draymond? This was a question asked to Jordan Poole, and uh, the clip we have to show you just explains the whole situation perfectly. I think the only thing that Jordan Poole's heard from Draymond is the door slamming shut behind him on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the way he stares at the reporter like, like, come on, bro. come on. He said, what do you think, dog? <laughs> like, what answer are you looking for? Like, I love the stupid questions. That, like, oh, it's a great one. It's That one's up there. That one's up there. He's just trying to get a reaction from him, too, and Jordan Poole's like, come on, come on. You're not that guy, pal. Never mind. <laughs> it, it, he did not take the bait. He he kept it halfway professional. You know, he didn't say anything, but it, in ways his face said it all. He should have uh, just been like, actually, we've talked every single day. I actually just got <laughs> off the phone with him. You know what we're talking about? Can you, can you still see the bruise on his face or no? Oh, no, looks like it's here. No. No, you can just see his depression now that he's in Washington. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, dude, top of the world. So now he's in, in Washington with Kyle Kuzma and Tyus Jones. And that's the only two players on the roster. That'll be a uh, dog. You just named absolute dogs. 
not looking yeah, good. That's their whole another. roster, though. I honestly, I can't even think of another player on that team right now. I can. Uh, Exactly. Wow. <laughs> <This is kind laughs> of usually, I'd be all over this. I usually would too, and I've got nothing right now. I, Not a I thing. I don't even know who their signing hey, would be. Maybe they end up signing Christian Wood. Who knows? You know what? They uh, did get some players from that Kristaps trade, didn't they? They got picks. I think they only got. They, they got. Well, they got two players too. Because didn't they get, like, Fournier and somebody else? No, Fournier's still on the Knicks. Or he's a free agent now, one of the two. I can probably find that. I I know Jones, but I forget who the other one would be. Let's see. Oh, look at how bright that is. Um, let's see. They got... Oh, Gallinari. Sorry, Fournier, Gallinari. Same two players. (laughs) Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, they got Gallinari and Mike Muscala. So Mike really Muscala is a sniper. Back in rotational pieces, but they're they're helpful pieces all the same. Yeah, anything's helpful there. Uh, they were actually looking to sign one of us before the podcast, <laughs> but we told them we've been popping off on the the views, so we're good. They heard about Nick's J and <laughs> guys. If this video gets 15 likes, we will put a video me and Nick one v one. Basketball and me and yeah. me and cousin Brant will will cast it. <laughs> that'll that'll be amazing. That'll be amazing. Okay, moving on. Some news in college football. Northwestern hires their head coach. Yes. Oh, this is a tough L because Brant is frozen. Brant is frozen. Oh, we're good. We're back. <laughs> we're good. He's back. Keep going. Keep going. I'll cut it out. Keep going. I'll cut it out. That one could be a clip too. Uh, (laughs) Nick, do it again. Nick, do it again because he froze pretty early on. I did. I froze all three of you. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my hair is so good. Hey, bro. I think it's my computer just being a little slow, right? (laughs) My internet's so good. It is. Is that Brent? One stutter. (laughs) Freaking help me. Come on. Uh, I've been counting that's uh, eight, eight on the podcast. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I can't count that high anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Brant's internet about as reliable as Nate's fact-checking. Okay. This is blast. Yes! Get it! Fundamentally not true. Fundament- fundamentally factual. Um, The hyperbole coming out of your mouth right now is just ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> okay. It's ridiculous. Fire. Okay. Moving on to some college football news. Northwestern hires their head coach. Big scandal there. Brant, you're the expert. Take it away. So Pat Fitzgerald, you know, former linebacker for the school, has been their coach and one of the most recognizable faces of Northwestern for, you know, years and years and years. Um, unfortunately, no longer with the team, as it's come to light, that there, there's been some major hazing scandals going on that um, whether it was lack of awareness or just general lack of care for his players, he allowed to happen under his watch that are truly unacceptable. Um, apparently the teams had a ritual called running where essentially they take a younger freshman player or, you know, redshirt sophomore, you know, some stuff like that, 
and the older players will pin him down and they will dry him. Um, there's also been other cases where they had a Mexican player on the team who they held down and they shaved Cinco de Mayo into his head. Um, another couple other players have reported that there was guys peeing on each other in the shower. You know, just some really grotesque, gruesome stuff that, like, it's unacceptable. And for, for a coach to allow that to happen, you know, dating back to, there's been reports of this happening since 2005. You know, it, it's disgusting. I did see a quote, I believe, that said he he claimed he was aware of some of it, but not all. I don't know if that's direct or not, but yep. uh, overall, uh, can't happen. Can't no, happen in a The head coach of a major, you know, Big Ten program is just, you know, a head coach anywhere. You should know what your players are doing at most times. You, you should have somebody that that's aware of that. Yeah, it's it's. it's bad culture, it's just lack of awareness, it's a lack of care for your players and, and students, you know, to, to allow that type of behavior to continue, to even occur. So I just think about, like, when, like, back to, like, coaches, and they're like, that That one bag of egg can turn the whole team, you can't, in your culture, you cannot let that happen, that's yep. just such a bad look, and even, even if it was a handful of incidents, the fact that it was dating since 2005, and it's just now getting addressed, mm. Like, I get, I get it. There's going to be traditions and rituals in sports, and there's going to be guys being guys to an extent, but there's a whole other level you cannot cross, yeah. and they should know the difference. It, it's kind of sad that I know it's not a extremely successful program, or not. They have not won on American soil in 635 days as of this recording, fun facts. Well, it it shows that they're missing some team leaders in that locker room, mm-hmm. and for this to come out, obviously, it's been going on a while. They've been missing team leaders for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've needed some help. Jake, any thoughts? Gonna, do you think the Big Ten's going to intervene at all? Nah, they'll they'll let the school handle it themselves. Yeah, it's, it's an internal too. issue. I mean, I. To put it lightly, it's it's simply unacceptable. Um, being I I played college sports for a year at a much lower level, not anywhere near Division One, and that stuff happens. I mean, it's it does. It's it's everywhere in college sports, but um, there's levels to it, and there's there's having fun and making freshmen do stupid stuff. I mean, it just that's just what happens. That's what you do. It's it's been around yep. forever, and it's gotta take your lumps. I mean, it just comes with the territory, man. Like low man on the totem pole. That's just how it goes. But to at this level, at I mean, people's lives are getting ruined from stuff like this. Like specifically, what's going on at Northwestern? That it can't happen. It, whether you know about it. I mean, it, it's tough to do something about it if you don't, but it, it's become very apparent that he knew what was going on. To whatever level that may have been, he should have done some more digging. Yep, gotta have better awareness, man. You gotta, uh, so as soon as you hear something even, like, remotely close to, to anything like that, you gotta, you gotta step in and shut it down. Um, from what I've heard, it's been going on 
and as well as similar activities since he was a player there. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say if he was just that's hey, that's what happened when I was here. Let's you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, it it regardless, it's unacceptable. It 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 can't happen. There there's a level of hazing in sports, and it's you know I've seen some things about it that. There's been some people talking about it before, and like, oh, you know, it's football. I've had worse happen. It's unacceptable. You shouldn't be peeing on another guy. You should be grasping someone. You shouldn't be, you know, carving something into somebody else's hair that's intended to be racist. Um, if there is any light to take out of this, that specific player has actually become a therapist now because of his experience within the program, and he left the program, you know, soon after that and went to a different college, and you know has gone on to become a therapist. Um, Another oddity that I I find really weird is, as of right now, they plan to bring back almost all of those assistants from that staff. I think you should clean the whole program out, personally. Yeah, I would would clean house. I would would argue the assistants probably do more than the head coach. They're more more communication with the players. Yeah, the the head coach is more media-related. He's more, hey... You know, bring the team together. Let's talk about it. the assistant coaches with each group should have had some sort of idea. Position players you know, know it. Position player coaches know. Position oh, coaches are gonna there's know. no doubt. In my, so the it almost I hate to say this, but for Northwestern it almost looks like you're just having a scapegoat and saying that this yeah. behavior is fine. He swallowed the sword for you everybody know? else. Yeah, and I I just think you should clean house at this point. So hopefully there's a change to that. Hopefully they change their mind. Uh, I'm sure they're under a lot of pressure and a lot of scrutiny right now. Um, you know, for Pat Fitzgerald, best of luck to you. I, I hope there's something better for you down the road, something to improve and learn from this. But for Northwestern, I mean, you, you just got to fix your culture. You got to fix your program, and you got to teach players and students to be better than that. So. Okay. Uh, kind of a heavy note to to end it on, but uh, let's get our forebears parlay going. Uh, my my pick for the week, we're going MLB. I've got Arizona taking a big W in Toronto on Friday. Take that money line, hammer it. They've played better on the road this year than they have at home. It's almost, uh, it's almost twice better than what it is at home. So yeah, hammer it, Remy. Up to you. Somebody else go first. I'm gonna, I gotta look through mine again. Um, mine. I'm taking Rory McIlroy at plus three ten to win the Scottish Open. Never go wrong with Rory. Love me some Rory. I'm going to take mine. I'm, I'm going to put her a little down the road. Um, we're we're, we're going to take Tyus Jones, most improved player. Okay. Ooh, okay. I, I think just with the opportunity that, you know, there's a lot of players and a lot of um, announcers and coaches who really thought that Tyus Jones could have been a starting point guard if he wasn't playing behind John Moran. And now he gets that opportunity over there with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma in Washington. And I think you're going to see a big jump out of the guy. He's very controlled, very smooth, knows where to get the ball to his teammates. And I, I think he's, he's got a good shot to be most approved. Are there any odds on that? Uh, I couldn't tell you 
like that off the top, and I don't know if they've come out yet. May not be released. Yeah, they are. It's, it's, they're going to be long shot odds. Yeah. You know, most improved players. It, it's a hard one to to really find out before the the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. I gotta assume he's gonna be one of the guys up there in like the top ten for most improved. You'll see some younger guys, maybe an R.J. Barrett or, um, you know, guys like that. Chet Holmgren maybe as he comes back from injury. Chet Holmgren, comeback player of the year. Another be, guy. You can that'd be another. Too. That'd be another good one. Um, and my my rookie of the year pick, I, I think we're going to give to Scoot Henderson. I think with Dame gone and Hero next to him, he's gonna have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. You're going to have a solid player in Jeremy Grant next to you that's not ball dominant. Tyler Hero's not ball dominant either. You know, you're going to have the ball in your hands a lot. So, if he plays even decent, he's got a strong chance to win rookie of the year. All right, that leaves me. And I actually have this one. I was looking at this earlier. So, San Diego plays Philly tomorrow. There's a four-leg parlay that I love. So, it's Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Trey Turner, Fernando Tatis, Kirkcourt, two plus total bases. Odds are 1322. I love it. So I'm adding that tomorrow. He said hammer. Hammer that. Lock it in. Hammer that. Lock it in, baby. Real quick. Just want to show a little bit of love on the last bid. Much appreciated. Um, last I checked, 12 subs, 70 something views. We're at we're at 80. 80? Wow. Big yeah, time. Big time. Big time. Let's hit three digits. This one's going to hit three digits, guys. Need three digits. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. So, uh, thank you as always for joining us. Let's try and get this video to where we'll put out 100. 100 views. Let's get those hammer in the likes. Hit subscribe. And leave us some co uh, questions in the comment section. What would you we'll like us to talk about? What would you like us to talk about? What personal questions you have for us? We would love to uh, hear your guys' input, answer your guys' questions. So thank you again for watching, and uh, tune in next time for Episode 3.